0: Well, welcome everybody. Aaron, did, did we decide what we're gonna name this podcast? I don't know if we're fully settled on one yet, but we have a few uh few
1: contenders. Well, what's the top contender right now? Uh it is Bricks with an X, of course, uh to maintain brand image. Cast. Of course.
0: Brickscast. That's what we're looking at right now, yeah. Yeah, so so that so the audience listening to this, what do you think of the name Brickscast? There is actually I looked it up. Um, if we end up using it, I, I, I saw there was using, someone on YouTube was using the name BricksCast for what uh, was also a Lego podcast, but it lasted five episodes and it was over two years ago. So it looks like they're not doing it anymore. So we should be in the clear, but we had some other ideas for the name. Aaron? Yeah. So originally the one I was really settled
1: on was uh, Bricks Banter, but uh, there was a, I think it's a custom, like the, the military community. There's someone in that community who has that podcast ready. I don't know about the activity, but it's, it's still relatively consistent. And also, uh, there's a, I think it was Australian, right? Australian uh, news site that has a very similar name, Bricks.
0: Yeah. With so a there, CK. There, there's there's another fan media outlet that has the name Brick Banter. I think I think they even have a website. I reached out to him. He actually was okay with with uh, me potentially using the name. He said he was considering doing a podcast too. He's like, "Are you okay sharing the name?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, you know, it would be confusing. So we might not go that route because of that. It would be it would be confusing to the Lego community if we go that route. But and I think yeah, having so, a unique uh, identity is just always a better idea. Exactly. Um. So yeah, guys, this is uh, this our this is my first podcast, and I am I am joined by my co-host Aaron. Would you like to introduce yourself? Because I don't think anybody listening knows who you are. Well, I mean that's a little. Sumatory, but I, that's not a word. But
1: yeah, I, I'm Aaron. Uh, I, I currently live in Germany, but I am an American. And I come from uh, Texas. I have been a member of the Lego community online. I've watched YouTube videos since I was like, since 2009 when I was eight years old. But uh, I, I joined the online Lego community when I was 16 in 2017, and from then I kind of had nothing to do really. I was like, you know, one of those high schoolers who's on Lego Instagram. And acts like a high schooler, I guess. Not to say there's nothing wrong with that, but it was just definitely a <laughs> a going of maturing. You're, at, you're, at, you're at, And uh, from that point on, uh, I wanted to go to London conventions always. And I intended to go to my first convention in 2020, which was Burke World Chicago. And I signed up for that, got super excited. And we all know what happened to that convention, unfortunately. And then, obviously, I had to wait. Then, finally, uh, Brick Fair 2021, I was able to go. And I met there... Uh, rich boy Jay, who is now one of my very good friends, and by meeting Jay, I'm also met a lot more people, such as David now, and uh, David and I got to know each other a lot better at Brickfair 2022, as well as um Scarebeck 2022, which is a Danish Lego convention, which we'll get into later. But uh, yeah, I'm a huge Lego Star Wars fan. Uh, recently I've become more into less Star Wars because Star Wars has become a little. Uh, stale, in my opinion, which I know is that, uh, that's hard.
0: That's harsh, man. That's, that's I know,
1: I know, and it might that's be influenced rough. by my uh, relationship with Jay, because I know Jay has a way more hardline opinion than I do on Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. which to his point is quite justifiable. I just feel like it's getting st- st- it's stagnating, and I've been trying to expand my uh, interests. I guess I, I'm a huge fan of a lot of the uh, creator expert sets, which I mean most people are, but overall I just have a, a wide array of of Lego knowledge. I like to think I'm funny. Uh, Well, this
0: episode will I, tell uh, that's it okay. true. Is it, is it, and to everybody listening, there was a very specific reason why I chose Aaron to be my co-host here for this podcast. And simply, he's just enjoyable to talk to. And he, he's genuinely funny, as he just stated. Um, But I feel like the knowledge he has, the expertise in the lego community uh like literally just community knowledge is unmatched unrivaled and so i feel like bringing him on for this podcast is is going to bring a different perspective than what i could potentially talk about uh especially if i was on my own um so i am extremely happy to have you bro like this is going to be a great time well that, that means a lot that's the, the first time i've heard that so that definitely is a nice thing oh. to hear
1: it's always nice to oh. hear a compliment about yourself so i appreciate that uh, I think it'll be uh, fun. I mean, I've never done any form of uh, recorded media uh, with the exception of a single YouTube video, which is <laughs> not to be mentioned right now. We'll get into that later. There,
0: there, there's some Instagram videos floating around uh, and, and, yeah. and you didn't even you didn't even plug your own your own uh, Instagram. Right. OK, so my Instagram name is
1: um. I'm not happy with it, but, uh, you know, I've had it for the last, geez, what, six years. Oh, my gosh. It's been six years, hasn't it? It's three two seven bricks, as any good clone kid has their name, you know. It it's it's my Lego Boy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not no no nine, right? It's just eight. It's always been with. to eight. Yeah. Always been to eight. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's my it's yep. my version of that name, which I just haven't had a nice rebranding of yet because a- naming Aaron's stuff is Commander hard. A- Aaron's a Commander Bly simp. I am a big fan of Bly. I don't know why. I was like I think I watched Bumble. episode three for the first time. And my brother who showed me Star Wars was like, oh, Cody's his favorite clone, so I couldn't obviously have the same favorite clone. And <laughs> I saw this random yellow clone murder Ayla Sekira, and I was like, that's my clone right there. That's my guy. And then it's been ride or die since then. Uh, I don't know why. He's a cool character, but not nearly enough content for him. I remember as a kid yeah. when uh, the Jedi Crash arc came out, that was like, you know mind-blowing world-shocking news for me because you know two episodes two episodes back to back with Fender Blind i mean that's
0: like what, what more can you ask for right beautiful i mean that that's that's the best
1: yeah so but... i mean i think we're both just generally excited to um not talk about the Lego community we're not going to i think we mean uh, david and i agree we're not going to make this a exclusively Lego Stars podcast because we'd probably yeah. run out of topics within 25 minutes I guess because most the chances if you're listening to this you probably are relatively well informed about Lego Star Wars the Lego Star Wars community as well so we thought we'd expand to more general Lego hobby or just general Lego uh, not not necessarily consumption but the way Lego is used by different people and and such so we're just trying to have a a fun and relatively informative uh, discussion
0: every time we post an episode. You sound yeah. so professional saying this, um, oh, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. Our, our, I guess our mission with this podcast is while we'll absolutely talk about Lego Star Wars, I really and there's just so much more to Lego, and there's just a lot of different, you know, there's different themes, of course, but there's just different things going on in the community. If you if you just narrow it in on the niche Lego Star Wars community, then you're you know, they're you're losing out on a whole bunch of aspects uh, that other communities do. So I I fully I guess, agree with that.
1: I think that. I started out uh, with Lego City, obviously, when I was a kid, and I Mm -hmm. always wanted Lego Star Wars, and once I got Lego Star Wars stuff, you know, it it was great as a kid, but all these other themes exist, and I feel like if if you're narrow-mindedly only enjoying one thing of Lego, you're not necessarily doing it wrong because you can enjoy it however you would like, but I think that there's so much more that is offered that, you know, at least knowing about other stuff would be nice, which is why I've tried
0: diversifying my interests in the community. Yeah. Um, so we'll go on to our first topic, which is just, Aaron, what have you been doing lately? What, what, what Lego stuff have you been up to? You've been buying anything. Have you been interested in buying something or, you know, are you working on a mock? I mean, what, what, what have you been doing?
1: Uh, a little bit of everything. I, I have a, uh, as my, as my friends know, I have a notorious problem with, uh, not buying Legos. Uh, so I, of course I have been buying things. Um, and, un- uh, just a lot of Lego Star Wars and such, uh, I bought recently, a set that I've wanted for a while, which is the uh, Rogue Shadow. Really glad I finally got that one. Uh, came I wonder from who you got David. that from. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it I came from David. Say, yeah. and, uh,
0: huh. It's a great set. I... Uh, yeah. You go ahead. What did you build it? A... Did you put it together and everything?
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's a horrible set in terms of uh, modern day standards and functionality in every single regard, but it's a great set in was terms of nice. nostalgia, you know? yeah
0: no I mean the I think the figures are are solid that you know they definitely would look different if if they were made today but you know uh, you can tell the age that was made oh yeah um but I, I was shocked how much functionality the the rogue squadron is that what it's called the Rogue, rogue shadow. shadow yeah, um I was surprised how how many functions that set had because I never had it like I was getting into Lego Star Wars right around that when the set got launched, I think what oh seven. I started getting into Lego Star Wars, and I made my YouTube Solid Brick Studios at the time, Lego Boy 1 through 8. I made that back in 2008, and so I think that set was still on shelves. Although, I re- I, re- I specifically remember going to Toys R Us, getting some Lego Star Wars sets, and I saw it, and I was like, nah, I want the Republic Cruiser, the uh, the dark red ship from Genuinely episode 1. Genuinely a better choice, though. I and mean, I feel like yeah. it's a
1: much better choice. Not, not, not um, to cause... dis Rogue Shadow, but the, the Cruiser is just its
0: own, it's its own league. It, you know, for, for any of you out there who, who actually like the prequels, which I, I feel like there's a lot of you out there that like the prequels, but I mean, that is a set that I recommend a lot of people have if there's like an older set that's like not like super high priced because like a lot of Clone Wars sets like the gunships and ATTEs and, you know, any of those vehicles or figures, uh, the prices have gone up so much in the last couple of years, especially since the pandemic. Um, And so one set that I don't think has gone up as high is definitely the Republic Cruiser. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's definitely not as expensive as like buying some of the other sets if you're, if you're trying to get some, some older Lego Star Wars. For sure. It's definitely not up there with the
1: likes of like the, the 08 gunship or the uh, the 08 ATT for sure. Or any of the like original clone figs. There's nothing in the that's like inherent. I think the Astromech's the hardest to get part and that's like not too hard and, and the build looks great i, I still don't own one I, I actually came close to buying one in uh january i went to a uh a local lug meeting here in germany and uh the, the one of the people there had it and it's just it, it was tempting but i just didn't want to to drop that money on it because i was just I, i'll get it eventually right but yeah, yeah other than that buying stuff I, I am working on a mock right now a couple mocks actually i'm part of a, a couple collaborations we're doing i think you're part of one of them too but i don't know if you're actually building anything for it the Indiana Jones well, one. Are you
0: ta- yeah, I was about to say, is it any other gents? Yeah, I I, I do still want to... Is that, are we doing that for Chicago, or are we doing that no, for, for Virginia? No, that's
1: for Virginia, so we'll have time for that. Okay.
0: Yeah, then, so I'm building yeah, uh, I,
1: I, part of that. And I think I able, actually... Run, and then also...
0: You yeah, go, ahead. Oh, no, 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 not, no, no, You you go, you go. Yeah,
1: so I'm actually also building for uh, another collaboration that's run by um Mr. J. I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't think that's available yet. And I'm also doing... Something I just kind of decided to do someday, like two weeks ago, uh, I, I decided to start building Lego flags, um, which is definitely a niche interest, I guess. So there's a a, a, a group called, well, not a group, a, a thing called vexology, which is the study, observation, enjoyment of flags. So like country flags, city flags, state flags, stuff like that. And I tell me, loved this is a real thing. This is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I mean, there's a oh my gosh. of people love flags. It's it's definitely a there's definitely a not a science, but there's definitely a uh, understanding of what a flag should be composed of, right? Or or what makes what a good flag, or just appreciation of flags, right? Yeah. And I felt, you know, I, I designed a a NATO flag, which was the catalyst to start building the NATO countries. So now I've designed a couple more NATO flags. I built a couple and I'm planning on bringing those to Brick World. It's not the most impressive mock, and, you know, if you know what a flag looks like for certain countries like Germany or Belgium where it's it's just literally three colors and nothing else, it's great. But there, it's been really challenging with some other flags where there's, like, a crest or weird proportions, and it's definitely been a fun challenge. So, if, I mean, you wouldn't think designing LEGO flags is hard, but it has been a... At the scale I'm doing... That I should say that, too. At the scale I'm doing, it has been a... A tough challenge, that is for sure. Uh yeah. yeah, but other than that, nothing else. I'm also just doing school full time. So that's kind of like main time occupier is school. Uh I, and then I'm not sure.
0: What what does he, have you he declared a major in college yet?
1: Uh no, but I'm I'm probably gonna do not necessarily political science, but something political science adjacent, I'd say. Or in that realm, because that's very, I'm, very far from what I majored in. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like video production. Uh, I think that's what you major in, right?
0: Yeah. So I actually have my degree. It's a, uh, I'm looking at it right now in my office. It's a bachelor's of fine arts for photography and filmmaking. Right. Yeah. Which is actually, I have a lot of
1: photographers in my family. So you'd think I have the like interest, but I just don't. I, I like taking pictures occasionally, but nothing I'd oh, ever yeah. want to major in. But yeah, I don't know. Hoping to get that done soon. And then, you know, upcoming. I got. Let's see what's the next thing I have upcoming. I have a a small Dutch convention I'm going to with a couple of friends. I wouldn't even call it a convention. I'd more so call it a meeting of A Falls in a gymnasium. I guess that's in March. And then obviously over sound... the summer.
0: Sorry. Uh, I I was going to make a bad joke. I was just going to say sound sweaty. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, actually, no, Dutch people are relatively not they're
1: probably not gonna sweat that much I'd say not nearly as much as like an American gathering of a falls uh which is Ooh. a different uh <clears throat> topic but then it obviously over topic. the over the summer uh we have brick brick uh, brick world first which I'm pretty sure david you're attending and yes. I Chicago,
0: well. finally
1: first time for me yeah my first time was last year and it was uh amazing I mean there's nothing that wasn't I mean I had such a great time with uh, all the people from Empire Lug and I, I feel like Empire Lug is def- just a great group of guys to be around at any convention, which we're gonna be able to do also at Brick for Virginia, the two of us. And I think are are going to go to that. We're both Are you a member of Empire Lug? No. <laughs> wow. I'm just uh I'm pretty good friends with Blaine Matt and yourself. So yeah. I can
0: I mean, I'm not a member of Empire Lug, but I can like go to conventions that's, that's with empire lug funny. yeah I've, yeah i, I guess I, i've never really publicly talked about it but i am a member of, of empire lug which is an online lego users group um and and for those of you listening uh you know you've probably maybe heard of lugs and passing for some of you um they just again they stand for lego users group and lego like Land the Lego Ambassador Network recently in the last couple years recognized online lugs as in like a lug that can exist in multiple countries that like just communicate and coordinate online and then like when you go to a convention say Brick Fair Virginia or Brick World Chicago these communities come together for the first time you know display together and so Empire Lug is a great example of that where it's a community where members are spread all over the country in the U.S. as well as worldwide. And they come together at conventions uh, for either collaborations or just you know in this case you know everything's mostly Star Wars you know we were just talking about Indiana Jones collab of mocks for Berkshire Virginia, but that that is that is what uh, Empire Lug is. It's an online lug, and so that I I actually really like those. Um, There are physical Lego user groups. That's when people actually like locally in your local city. Uh, get together so if you live in like washington dc or in the surrounding area there's most likely i know there is a log up there actually i don't know that off the top of my head but you know you can physically go to these meetings or no that's that's baltimore i think charm city i think that's more baltimore maryland area but um basically they're physical groups that get together rather than getting online on say discord you're actually going to the public library and just talking to other people so if you're you know you're a Lego fan, you want that physical interaction, then you know, go for a local lug. But you know, if you're tight on time or maybe you're looking for more of a niche community like the Lego Stars community, then, you know, online lugs, uh like Empire Lug are, are great options. Um and so and and usually, you know, there's not too many like like I I don't know what the rules are for getting into these these type of things. Usually especially regular lugs are yeah, you, know, you just got to be a Lego fan, and, and you got to enjoy building and all that. Be passionate about it, and that's pretty much. I think probably that it's mainly just like
1: a, a a per case. You know, for local lugs at least, uh, it's a per yeah. case of. Are you good to get in for online lugs? I'm I'm thinking, almost all of them that are officially recognized will have a application process of some sort where you have to like yeah. submit a portfolio of builds or or uh, I'm, I'm, a portfolio of builds is all you can really submit in that sense and kind of show why you'd be a great fit and yeah i mean looks like david just said we're are just great groups i mean i i I don't think i've really heard of too many lugs where it's been there's ever been like issues or uh um drama inside of them so it's usually just like a a nice group of people you can hang out with that are in your communities hopefully if you find a local one and it's always great to have people in your community that you share a hobby with because it just makes life
0: more fun that much more fun yeah, I agree. So, you know, if you're if you're looking to be more involved in the Lego community, lugs are a great option. Again, like I said, online lugs and physical lugs both exist pretty much everywhere wo- worldwide, which is pretty cool. So you have options if that's something that interests those of you listening who aren't already a part of the Lug, which is probably a lot of people. There's the, it's kind of like that next step into becoming like a bigger Lego fan, I feel like is getting into a log kind of if you want to make that jump, you know, you're that serious about the hobby and, 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 you know, and all that jazz, that's, that's kind of what I see the lug kind of groups for. Um, I myself have never truly been a part of a, like an in-person lug. There is one in my city, but, um, I, I, a lot of the guys that are, and, and girls, um, (laughs) it's, it's both, uh, Definitely there, a lot more but, of those yeah, recently, which is which there's, is a there's, great there's different to of the opinions. Uh, where you know, I'm a big Lego, like Lego is literally the most, like, that's mostly what I build. And I, I do want to branch that out eventually, but um, you know, there's like nobody interested in that locally, uh, which is unfortunate. So I hope that changes one day. But I'm that's not sure a, it will. That's, a great re- that's a great reason why I'm part of Empire Log, is because it's mostly Lego like Star Wars. And, I
1: feel like and, uh, online lugs definitely create a unique. Environment to be a, a modern day Lego fan in that sense, you know. Because yeah. I feel like if you go back, what is it, twenty years? The way the difference in the Lego community or the difference in the demographics, I guess, at least in the Lego community, and how how much it has changed recently is just insane. I mean, it's changed even from like 2017 when I first joined. Yeah, how much the community has shifted in a different direction, more towards like inter interlinked and intercommunicating, which is def- I mean, it's great. I mean, it's so amazing to be able to become friends with somebody who lives on the other side of the world in a different time zone and you guys both have the same hobby and you know you can just be friends over that and maybe you don't ever get to meet but you still can discuss with them either a discord call or instagram dms it's just amazing how much social media has allowed us to become more engaged with our favorite
0: hobby for most of us at least our favorite hobby and i yeah. think it's a great and a, and a great segue, you know, I just spieled about lugs. That's how I met Aaron. Actually, is through Empire Lug. Is is like I don't think otherwise. If you weren't a part, you, you know, you knew the Empire Lug guys, and you know, you weren't socializing with the group, I probably would have never known who you are. Which is just a you know to everybody listening, that shows how far it can go. And Aaron lives in Germany. I would have probably never seen him except for you know at the Lego convention. So it's just it's crazy. Uh, how far, like you were just saying, like how far you can meet people um, from and it's literally other sides of the world.
1: For for my situation, it's definitely unique because I mean, like we said earlier, I'm not an Empire lug, so the the chance that I was allowed to you know uh, hang out at them at conventions was super great. It's because I met Blaine online. I mean, that's the whole reason I'm allowed. I was able to meet everyone else in Empire lug was because I messaged and, and talked to Blaine a couple times and
0: before Brick Fair uh, 2021, and, and, which is my and, first. In full context, Blaine is the, uh, uh, what is he, the admin, the, uh, the top, de- uh, he runs uh, Empire Log along right, with yeah. his uh, brother Anthony. Um, so and that's who Blaine is, for those of you who are wondering. Yeah, so I'll try to be more uh, clarifying um, who people gotta, are. Yeah. You got to give context, I, I, Aaron. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Can't assume, I at him. Can't assume everybody and then, listening knows everything.
1: <laughs> I guess they had, I need to uh, explain a lot more, yeah. I met Blaine online back in, I mean, I guess probably right when I moved to Germany. So I moved to Germany in late 2019. And I think around then is when I first met him and on like Instagram. I'm saying met yeah. him like I met him in person. It wasn't like that. And if I had never met him, you know, my life would be in a completely different space right now, which is just insane to think about when you think about it's a hobby, right? This isn't a right. career. This isn't a, a full-time commitment of any regard. But had I not messaged this one person on Instagram, what, three years ago? how wildly different my friend group would be, the people I know and talk to on a daily basis would be, what I do on a daily basis would be, probably where I even live would be, because I would have left Germany in 2020, even with COVID, if I hadn't met some of the greatest people I've ever met in any context, let alone the Lego community, which are, I have a bunch, a few friends here in Germany, and they are just some of the greatest people I've ever met. And it's insane that meeting this one person Connected me to be able to meet even more people Because through um, Talking with Blaine I was like okay I should get more involved In the Lego community so I, I found a few Discord Servers to join and then through those Discord servers I found What I would consider to be probably my best Friends now which is just insane to think about And yeah, I, I'm not saying it's going to be a Universal experience for everybody but it has Been amazing for me And you know if I can encourage Everyone to do one thing is just become more Engaged in your hobbies if it's Lego or anything Else it's just it, it's super beneficial To everything around you
0: yeah. No, I couldn't have said it any better. But, yeah, it, 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 what you're describing is just the giant web that develops when you get more involved, basically. Yeah.
1: It is insane because, you know, I don't think you remember this, David, but the first time we actually, well, we you know, remember when we met, but we met at Brickfair yeah. 2021, and I said, hi, what's up? Because, full disclosure, I, I had been watching your videos for a decent amount of time. Um, on YouTube, so it's definitely a, you know, meeting somebody you've watched on YouTube for the last, whatever, 10 years is definitely a interesting experience, and it was a somewhat frustrating experience, because I, I, I went to go shake your hand, and you're like, oh no, I'm not shaking hands right now, and then you kind of like, didn't talk to me for the rest of the convention, which I understand why, because, you know, I mean, it was a busy day and all that, but, you know, that was when I met you, and then the yeah. next time I met you, it was different. And we were able to actually ha- have a conversation and speak. And that's because I met Jay at brick Fair, Virginia, and I became almost instantaneously like extremely good friends with Jay to a, a point where, uh, you know, a couple months later, I was at his house, you know, uh, doing stuff with him. And it's just insane that meeting all these people can lead you to meet even better and even more people. And the interconnectedness of the Lego community is insane. There's a good chance you can say a name in the Lego community to somebody else that you didn't know was related at all, and you can find a way to link them. That doesn't make too much sense with what I just said, but it is, I don't know, just what
0: you said, the interconnectivity of it is insane. And I, I should, I should preference why I didn't shake Aaron's hand is because of COVID at the time. I was just like, yeah, let's, let's not, so I don't get germs. Yeah, sure, I'm man, think I was sure, wearing... it was COVID, yeah. No, I, th- I, I think I was, I was no, wearing no, a mask, cool. too uh-huh this, yeah I'm not sure this man. is 2021 uh, right right yeah yeah this is yeah. 20. yeah yeah I was definitely like yeah, sure we'll, we'll call it oh, COVID. I don't want to get we'll co- call it COVID. oh yep. okay all right mm-hmm. yeah we'll call it COVID. that's fine it's cool yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right well getting it's back COVID. back on the topic we kind of just went off on a tangent and you know I actually like that I hope I hope all of you listening enjoy this type of stuff you know part of the podcast. And I told this to Aaron, I was like, I want, I want us just to have a conversation. I want us to, I want this to be much more raw. I don't want it to feel super edited or anything like that. I just, you know, just want to talk and, and, and see where things go. And you know, trust me guys, you know, when Aaron and I start talking, the conversation can just go forever. Um, and so hopefully that that'll be interesting for those of you listening to be entertained by.
1: Yeah, and and this is a like I said earlier in the beginning, this is a completely new experience for me. I mean, this is completely uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Talking to, I mean, I'm talking to you, obviously, but talking to nobody
0: is something that I have never done before. And I mean, you, you get what I'm thinking. What I'm, I'm just imagining that me and you are are on a stage. You know, uh, think you your stage in high school, like that that stage, the auditorium stage. Uh, we're on stage. There's a couple hundred people sitting down in chairs and they're just, they're being very quiet, being respectful. And they're just, they're just listening. And we're just on a stage sitting down, got two microphones in front of us and we're just talking. And then that's, that's kind of the frame of mind. I put myself in when I'm like doing something like this or when I'm making a video is like, when I'm looking down that camera lens, I'm just imagining thousands of people just listening to me and like, what should I be saying to them? And it doesn't scare me. Um, you well, know, I mean, it, you have
1: been doing it like a lot longer fifth, than I have. Fifth, I've been doing it for like, 28 minutes. Years. I've been doing it for about twenty-eight minutes and thirteen seconds. So, all right, I I feel like you might have an advantage in that
0: regard. I'm just me, but I mean, there's a, but that, that that's kind of what I'm imagining it as that I don't know. I don't that that's the best way I can explain my mindset. Um, right. And and so my advice. And to I just you want to is... apologize uh in,
1: in advance because I know that because I am nervous right now. In addition to the fact that I already talk very fast. I might be talking really fast and I'm trying to slow myself down. But uh, maybe this first episode will not be the greatest for uh, people who don't like listening to fast talkers in that regard. But uh, I think I'm trying to trying to slow it down, too. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the next topic then, uh, which was
0: uh, Rivendell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. That that is the big news this week um, coming out from Lego is the uh, return of Lord of the Rings. Technically, we already knew it was coming back because of the Brickhead set that launched on January first. Um, I have I have all I got uh, actually the I got review copies from Lego from the Ambassador Network for the Brickheads, which I still need to actually kind of integrate a review. It I might integrate that into the Rivendell review, but anyhow. So I am getting a, a a review copy of the Rivendell set, so that'll be really cool to get hands-on with, um, and I'll make a review, put that on the channel, uh, you know, when the embargo lifts for that, which I I think a lot of people don't actually know what embargoes are. And, um, and so I don't think a lot of people know what goes on in the Ambassador Network, and so we could definitely talk about in the, in the weeks to come. There's obviously some things I can't talk about, but there's a lot I can, like embargoes. How about you tell us embargo- about the sets that are coming out? Oh yeah, let me tell you about all the new Lego like, sets coming. I feel like that's not an issue, right? That's that, that's pretty no, uh, yeah. simple. I don't. I don't think Lego. I mad mean, we if could advertise this those. podcast
1: as um, ambassador network information. And yes, that's a, that's a that's a bad joke. I'm sorry that that's Absolutely. not actually what it's going to be. Uh, uh, but no, I want to uh, get David so in trouble.
0: Lego, when they when they give us a review offer, they 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 let us know, They're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna send you this set. And then with that, it says you can't, you know, you'll get the set early, but you can't post the review until this specific date at a specific time. So you might notice um, when a review comes out for me, you know, if I put a LEGO Star Wars set up, you might see other YouTubers also releasing it at the exact same time. That is because we all have to adhere to the embargo date. Now, YouTubers, uh, LEGO YouTubers who aren't a part of the um, ambassador network obviously don't have to adhere to that so if they get the set even earlier which is definitely unlikely but if it does happen which it can um, then they don't adhere to it and just post it whenever they want um, so that is technically a downside uh, if the embargo date is is kind of far out and like much closer to launch but usually lego puts embargo dates at least a couple of weeks prior to when the set launches so uh, in the case of rivendell i think it'll be like in no i think it'll be like mid-february i think it's when the embargo date is um. So that that is you know something that all Lego recognized fan media. It's such a weird name. Or call it all RFLMs. Uh, it's it's the worst acronym. It's worse than that. Snot, is such honestly. a like it's
1: such a l- obnoxious acronym to say. RFLM. I, I, don't mean, I,
0: I just I just honestly I just say fan me I when when I tell people I'm like I'm a Lego ambassador and I can say that that that's that's okay that just sounds way I don't more know official. if that's better David I oh, don't know I feel like uh, LEGO that, sounds, kind that, of sounds, telling it that yourself. sounds more official man okay more you know, official you get, okay Yeah. We'll you, get, call it you official. get more you get more respect for that I feel like. Oh, respect mm-hmm. mm-hmm anyhow so let's actually talk about the Rivendell set non embargo days because that's boring uh, but the Rivendell sets, $500, 6,000 plus pieces. Um, I can also actually comment a little bit on it because I've already seen it in person. Uh, so I uh, got to talk a little bit more about RFLMs. Uh, so Lego, actually the uh, the Lego community, um, uh, the, the Lego community uh, people, their their team, the Lego community team, ambassador team. Oh my God, I just cannot get out words today. But anyhow. Once a year, they have something called RFLM Days. I'm just going to call it Fan Media Days. Um, it's where they invite uh, invite people of the media. So Brickset, YouTubers, bloggers, um, like a lot of those, all those big people get invited. Um, and it's not something that Lego pays for. I think a lot of people kind of mix this up thinking that Lego is going to for it. pay for our plane ticket, pay for our hotel, food, all of that. Uh, to go out to Denmark and ooh, we have to pay for our own plane ticket and make our own arrangements to get out there. Um, they just, you know, they do. They give us lunch. They do give us lunch and they will take us out to dinner. And that is it. But we have to pay that, you know. I mean, in Denmark, with how expensive food is, that's that's pretty. I, that that's that is nice. I must say. I must say. Yeah. yeah the no, food In Denmark, actually, you're paying like you're paying 20, 30 was, bucks for a dinner. Yeah, the food was good. And so uh, it actually worked out. So our, flim, our not, fan media days were September of 22, so about six months ago now. Um, and we were out there. That we actually the got to this. It. Yeah. Uh, when we were out there, uh, and it actually was perfect timing because Scarabic Fan Weekend, which is a Danish Lego convention, was the weekend prior. And so Aaron, my my beautiful co-host here, was also there. Um, for the convention, and so it it lined up so I could make it not just a trip to Denmark for Fan Media Days, but I could also go to. Excuse me, I could go to the convention as well. And so, yeah,
1: and it was a, it was definitely fun to plan that. Um, I guess it was it was a really short time having you there, but I think that me and so I, I was I was staying at Scareback uh, with uh we had we rented an Airbnb with five of my five of my good friends. Who's um, that? five or six of our whatever five to six of them, my, my good friends and uh david and and lee brick studios uh they came together uh from the states and it was i mean every one of my friends agreed it was just an absolutely amazing time having you guys there with us and i i yeah i assume you guys had an equally as good time we, and, we i mean that we was absolutely loved it it was it, it was, was so probably much fun. one of the best conventions this year in terms of just yeah. like the convention all the Lego conventions i go to i've gone to I have found that, yes, the Lego conventions are great, don't get me wrong, it's so much fun, but the interactions you have with your friends there are just, I mean, the memories for a lifetime at that point, you know, they are just yeah. beyond fun, beyond memorable, you don't want them to ever end, and when they do end it's just painful, but then you're like, okay, the next one's coming up, which from Scarebeck, it was kind of, well, not Scarebeck. there's another convention after that, but from that last convention of the year, it's always painful, because typically the next convention is uh, June, but luckily there's a, been a replacement, which we'll get into in a few minutes, but yeah.
0: Yeah, Scareback um, was but, great. Yeah, I can. we keep on getting sidetracked. But the reason I'm bringing up fan media days again is because during while I was in Denmark, you know, and I and like Aaron just explained, I, I brought my friend Lee. He's helped me build a lot of my mocks. So Daro and the Jedi Temple were built with Lee's help. Uh, we've become really good close friends over the last couple of years. In fact, we'll probably hopefully have him on as like a, a, a guest co-host um, on a future podcast episode. Uh, but he yeah, he's an, he's a great friend of mine, an amazing builder, one of the most talented Lego builders I know. Um, it's and, the same when he builds. Oh thing, yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, but I I wanted him to come because he's he's a diehard Lego fan. He's never been to Denmark, um, and I could invite someone with me. Lego it allows uh, fan media to bring at least one guest as like a videographer, just like you know an extra journalist or whatever. Um, and so I brought Lee for that. And so it was Lee and I that, that went to under the solid brick studios moniker. We went to uh, fan media days. It's just a two day event. And what Lego does is just kind of catch us up to speed with like what they kind of have planned for the coming months, the coming year. And then they also show us probably the most exciting part is they show us future products. Um, and they legitimately show us they and. We got to see Rivendell, like, and it was incredible. We were shocked that they showed it showed us so early. So we saw the Razor Crest, like, uh, a little bit before everybody else did. That got released soon after Fan Media Days. Um, uh, we saw the Eiffel Tower, which came out in November. Uh, so we knew about that for I'm a sure couple made weeks you excited. before that. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was losing my mind. I was so excited. And then you're um, a Francophile, that's for sure. Oh yeah, but the and and Lego they told us they before getting there they said we have a new IP uh, that we're going to show you during Fan Media Days. So we were just kind of speculating that'd be Indiana Jones, and it wasn't. It was Lord of the Rings, and this was before any rumors had come out on on public forums about Lord of the Rings returning with the brickheads and all that. There was like nothing about it, and Y'all so that
1: secret for a while then damn.
0: I, I know there were no leaks uh from fan media data. That's nothing. surprising, yeah. Nobody everybody kept their mouth shut and there was there was about 30, 30 fan media people there, including myself and Lady. Yeah, so, I
1: saw I saw through the window because like it, yeah, I was down on the street <laughs>
0: while you guys were inside. It I had was to like so look funny. up at a bunch of people. Aaron's not lying, yeah. he literally we were we were in the Lego campus, the headquarters, and he literally was also walking the headquarters and could see us through the giant windows at Lego. Which was just so funny. I, I, I was laughing. So at saw him too. I mean, it
1: was just, funny for you, but you know, it sucked for me because I was like, oh, I wish I could go, but you know, I had well, to maybe, just kind of walk next around time. In the, the rainy Billund
0: weather. I mean, hopefully, uh, and then we'll yeah. see. Um, but yeah, so we were there, and, and Rivendell was kind of the last big thing they showed us. And you're like, this is coming out March of 23. And then again, this is September of 22. And we're just like, wait, what? <laughs> this thing doesn't come out for another six months. And you guys are showing us this. And the set they had was. Uh, final but some of the minifigure still had stickers on them instead of prints which was hilarious uh some of them were just not finished yet. there yeah it, it was cool and you know uh i think uh i think maybe sorry if you if you can hear river in the background it's my dog he he's barking at probably the ups guy delivering more lego of course to my house um i mean <laughs> Are you buying Lego? I do, not, I do not believe that at all. I, I have a great watchdog. He lets me know when the Lego comes. Uh, oh. But anyhow, so seeing Rivendell, the whole room just lost air. Like, we all gasp, and we're like, oh, my God. This thing looks incredible. And we all just, like, immediately piled up at the table taking pictures and all that. Uh, so I've already had hands-on with the set, and I've already had months to think about the set. And when when we were talking to the team, they, told, they couldn't give us a final price. They said it was going to be between $400 and $500. I had assumed it was probably going to end up $500, given that at the time the big inflation had just happened, like a couple weeks prior to Fan Media Days in August. They actually of happened right
1: after Fan Media Days in Europe.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they, they couldn't give us a final price because of the inflation increases. Um, so I'm not surprised that it went up to 500 But, you know, based off what we saw this week, $500, 6,000 pieces, $15 brand new and exclusive minifigures, plus... Wait, you're telling me that Brickheads don't have figures? Oh, I know, right? Plus, everybody forgets there's six printed minifigure statues. Those are full-on minifigures. So if you include those, which I think are deservingly to be included, that's 21 minifigures that are exclusive to a set. I mean, that makes the $500 credit card charge go down easy. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean... You know, I haven't gotten hands on with the, the the official release set, but like the time I've had to think about it, it is a good set. It really is. I mean, obviously it's Rivendell. It's like one of the most iconic and beautiful scenes of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's it's so memorable. And actually in my review, I'm going to talk about how I've always wanted a Lego Rivendell set. And it's because of a Brick Fair 2012 mock. And I'll, I'll kind of talk Jeez. more about it in the review. Uh, but someone made a Rivendell mock in 2012 at Brickfair that just Is that like, the
1: same Brickfair that you interviewed Jamie?
0: It might have been. I'm not sure. Uh, Jamie Classic is a Lego designer. Way. Yeah, I know. And I was like, hey, can you tell me about this <laughs> Imperial shuttle? It was the UCS <laughs> Imperial shuttle was coming out. Now I think that was 2011, actually. I think the U- UCS Imperial shuttle was coming out in 2011. Jamie, Probably, uh, yeah. what's his last name? B- Bizarre? B- Bernard? 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 Bizarre? Bizar- yep, something like that. Uh, he He's like Everybody knows him. He's on the Lego Masters uh, U.S. show as the judge, and he's known for the modular buildings. He's a really talented Lego designer. But he was actually at Brickfair 2011 for Lego Star Wars. And he was also at Scarabic, and I got to give him a hug and say, you're amazing, man. And I got a picture with him. Watching you fanboy over him was definitely something, that's for sure. I I fanboyed over Jamie and also Amy, the other host of Lego Masters, was there, too. She was so nice. She was super nice, too. I, I advocated to her because she was on the Lego Dots and I think Lego Friends team. She leads those teams at Lego, and I said, "Can you bring back Sand Red?" Because like they, the Lego Dots uh, theme brought in some new Lego colors, and so I, I asked her that, and she was like, "Everybody wants Sand Red back." Um, and so I'm I'm like, sure they can't even make the filament color anymore. I'm pro- I'm guessing that was like a a weird film that they I, made. I, and... I, I, oh, my God. I want sand red back as a leg. I'm sorry. I'm having a little tangent here, but I want that color back. Anyhow, back <laughs> we to Rivendell. We Rivendell The sand red. I know. I know. But wouldn't a sand red look good in the Rivendell set? Mm, sand red make, could, would could look good everywhere. Foliage, could make some foliage okay. with it. Um, sand so, red is just know. a delightful color. It is. I, I I hope. I pray to the Lego gods that one day sand red will return. It, it's a retired uh, color. I think it was last used in 2004. Uh, those of you who are wondering, like, Sand Red, what? Um, they used it for battle droids, actually, uh, for the Gene Ocean battle droids for the original oh, Wave of I Sets. Oh, I wonder where this is going. Uh, well, I just want to say, you know, if you're wondering uh-huh. what color that is, just look at those battle droids. But And if you want to see those battle droids in action, be sure to watch. What should they watch? Hey, it? whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm. We're not going to. talk about that Oh, is that not that
1: what we right. are doing? We oh, are I'm not sorry talking. About that. That's my bad. We are,
0: we are not talking about that right now. Uh. Uh-uh. We're
1: not talking about your your ginormous Geonosis walk using it, those no. using those figures. Oh,
0: Aaron, you're going to spoil it. Um, oh, I'm so right. sorry. What are what are your what are your thoughts about the Rivendell set? I've 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 spilled enough about I, my I, I experience. I was dreading this question. Um, because why?
1: And and I'm sure this is going to to shock um you more than because the people listening do not really know me. But I've never watched a single Lord of the Rings movie. Oh. Yeah, so basically, as a kid, uh, my brother, who is eight years older than me, he's the one who introduced me to Star Wars. He liked Lord of the Rings, too, but I, I just never like sat down and watched it, I guess. And as I got older, never really crossed my mind, because you know, the, the series ended in the early 2000s, so I, I never really like saw a resurgence in it, I guess. And I saw the Lego cool. sets on the shelf, but to me... What about The Hobbit? Know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know it. So I saw this stuff on the shelf, I'm like, yeah, they're cool, but this Lego Mando- this Lego Umbara stuff is way cooler. And I'd always just I buy it. that with the limited money I had when I was, like, 13. And then the Hobbits movies came out, and I watched uh, Desolation of Smog and that's it. No context at all to any of the characters at all whatsoever about anything. And that's my exposure to Lord of the Rings. So I I see why this set is good, and I probably will get it, because, I mean, it is a downright... Amazing build. The figures look great. I love the dual-molded feet. It just looks all-around amazing. I probably will get it, which, yeah, but I have never once watched Lord of the Rings movies. And I, I've, I've jokingly justified it recently, as it's too expensive for me to watch the movies. And I'm not wrong there, because I know that the second I watch them, I'm going to just go and break and like buy every single one of those sets.
0: And it's going to uh, be a, a disastrous financial decision. I so I know exactly what you mean because I I too didn't watch the Lord of the Rings all the way up until I was like 22 I'm 26 now or about to be 26 in like two weeks um and so I waited so long in my life to finally watch the movies and when I did I watched the extended editions like the hardcore fans suggest me to um and I thought they were really good I like Two Towers the most um but I actually really like the Hobbit trilogy, hot take. I think I, I think I like the Hobbit trilogy a little bit more than Lord of the Rings. Maybe maybe that's too spicy for everybody, but so, personal isn't opinion. Is that the one where the dogs are out all the time? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't understand the whole
0: feet the shoeless
1: thing. Uh I'm sure there's an explanation. Uh yeah, to it, that. It's
0: it's just like a book thing. I really like it's part of the Lord of the Rings book, the Hobbits. I don't know. It just seems feet. ineffective
1: to go into combat against like a dragon wearing no shoes. But there, yeah, true. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, I, I don't mean to be that guy. I just I I don't I don't see the appeal as of right now. Okay. I will probably watch them with the new Rivendell set because my temptation to buy you know the ridiculously expensive sets and figures would probably be satiated by
0: a five hundred dollar thing. But but my point being is that uh, also like. Rivendell is the perfect set for if you are a fan of the Hobbit movies more or if you like both. Like, there's bits of both movies technically in Rivendell. Um, and so I think it's just an all-arounder great choice that LEGO chose to bring Lord of the Rings back to do a Rivendell set. And, you know, when I was at Fan Media Days, I asked the LEGO team, was like, are you guys making more of the Lord of the Rings sets? Or is this it? Are you bringing back like a full wave? Or should we expect something in summer 23? They said... We're definitely considering it, but this is kind of like a t- we got to see the tests. We got to see the the sales numbers on this set. We got to see what the interest is in this you know high priced Lego Rivendell set. Is this going to sell well? Because you know bringing back an entire IP and entire requires you know a whole bunch of money and investment. You know all that I guess on Legos end, and so they're just testing the waters. Um, to see. And I think that's
1: actually quite interesting because yeah.
0: you know obviously if you're in the echo chamber of
1: you know, Lego Instagram or a Lego Discord server where it's, like, mainly young adult teenager fans who all love that type of Lego set, obviously, the perception is it's going to sell very well. But then you got to think about the fact, you know, it's $500, right? And that's that's a lot of money for a lot of people. And so, yes, you can perceive it as selling well, but
0: I, I think that it probably will not, like, sell amazingly well. I, I think don't that know, it'll man. Be, it is. This 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 has more hype than the Eiffel Tower that got rela- released last year. From what well, I've seen, the see Eiffel Tower was views. never really that hyped. And I'm um, sorry, like I know has, that I know that you like it. It has more hype than the Razor Crest from last year. From what again, I can tell, same
1: thing there, David. Like it it has personally, and this is this is my opinion, is that Lego is just doing too many big things, and it's becoming yeah. unsustainable.
0: It is, you know, that this is a great topic for another podcast talking about right. how high-priced Lego, especially Lego adult theme sets, have have gotten in the last like year or two. Um, and you know, I, I totally understand that perspective. I really do. I, I spend a a crazy amount of money every year on Lego. While yes, I get Damn, Lego flex, sets hmm. from I get tons of Lego sets from Land, but I still end up spending more than what. All of those sets combined and and costs would be times three probably uh, on bricks and other sets that I need for mocks and so while it's an it's very nice to get you know free Lego sets from from the ambassador network that's great and and it helps out for sure it allows me to honestly it just allows me to buy more Lego for other things specifically my mocks uh, so I'm sure that the I, uh, money Lego loses on those sets is made back swiftly. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're definitely Lego's definitely still making plenty of money from me, that's for sure. They're not losing anything yeah. from solid bricks over here. <laughs> but um <laughs> I a, and so, you know, that's that's how I perceive pre-Lego. sets, by the way is like it's so not, it, it's 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 very generous that Lego sends these sets early and I get them for free, you know. That's $500 I don't have to spend, but that just in my head that means that's $500 I get to buy, you know, a couple thousand bricks to build part of geonosis or the jedi temple or whatever or if, if you're using Sandred, re- it frees up a money for me to work
1: on bigger projects what's that uh, i've made it back. i was saying if you, or if you're using
0: Sandred, a couple hundred bricks yeah i'm not out here politics. buying i don't know what, what what could i buy with all that money that i would save from not uh, they have a the one by, by three slope no i'm just talking about red. random things like what what, what do people oh. with money have to blow on things Cars. yeah cars what else or a uh, luxury travel. Know. Well, I do like to travel. I, uh, but a luxury travel. There's, it's two yeah. different parameters. Yeah, exactly. But anyhow, so that, well, that yeah, you I, know, yeah. I, and I, I totally understand there, there is a sentiment, uh, I've seen in the in the Lego community that ambassadors oh, you, know, you get free Lego sets. Why should we trust your opinions and all that, you know? I really try to go out my opinion. I, I really try to go out my out of my way to make sure my opinions are honest and exactly what I would say if I purchased the set. Um and so I think a great exemplification of of just uh I guess the honesty
1: that is uh relatively uh pertinent in the Lego community is with the UCS Hulkbuster set and how universally trashed that set was because, It it was terrible.
0: And I said that in my review. It was was a a travesty of a Lego set.
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw mini superheroes today video on that, and that is a, like, he is a superhero fan, and he was even trashing, and at that point, it's like, okay. I mean, if if you're gonna make the diehard fans trash, you really did something wrong there.
0: And and it it, it, it makes it even worse now that we have this Rivendell set, 6,000 pieces, 21 new minifigures in the set. Like, Oh my God! That Hulkbuster had one exclusive minifigure. Didn't <laughs> didn't even have leg printing, and it is just There's an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment to Lego to release that, that set just... for that price. Like that is, and, it, and the set itself wasn't even that good. Um, I, I to this day I, can, I cannot fathom. Uh, the
1: set was not anywhere near good. That set was a. Insult to Lego's brand. I'm sorry. It was just. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I, I don't know how. I. It was a pandemic <laughs> set. I think is what I heard, and like they just, you know, things just went through because of they were, you know, having troubles. This was something built probably on the computer, and you know they couldn't go in the in the workshops at Lego, and you know I'm just speculating here, and so things got tan- tangled up because of that. I assume, but wow, I just, just yeah that set is.
1: But and the price point is egregious. I it's mean, just, it is just... it's,
0: it's crazy to see another IP set like Rivendell come out now and just be like, okay, well... It, it lo- like, you, even the Razorcrest yeah, Crest it. Yeah. The Razorcrest Crest. what, $100 more?
1: And it's you $100 get, like, more. You get so much stuff in terms of value.
0: Yeah. Way better than the Hulkbuster. It's unbelievable how but, bad that set is. But honestly, I still feel like Rivendell still even a better value than than the Razorcrest because I think it's an oh, equivalent it absolutely pe- is. It's equivalent piece count and it has like, you know... 14, 10 to 14 more minifigures, which, you know, but, I mean, I guess Star Wars has higher licensing fees, and that is that is true. I've heard this before, is that certain IPs charge more. Disney is one of the highest that charges, and this is not just for Lego. I mean, it makes sense, though. They charge them most, and so you're paying that Disney tax, um, and and, uh, Rivendell being uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is owned by Warner Brothers, um, so... Different different IP partner to deal with, so I think that has part of the reason why it's actually reasonable. I think five hundred is reasonable for Rivendell personally. What do you think? Well, I, I think that it's definitely
1: in terms of Legos most recent, you know, over two hundred dollars sets. I, I will say that is definitely probably the most fairly priced set. Razor a- Crest, I'd say, is around that. But I mean, five hundred bucks for that many figures, haven't seen the set with that that figure to price ratio in a very in a good figure to price ratio too. Like that is a solid. The, every figure is a banger, and there's so many of them, and a great set. Like I mean, the trees in that set just blew me away for a Lego set, yeah. and the new plant piece is great. I, I think that Rivendell definitely, if you can afford it, and only if you can afford it, I think that it's an absolutely great set to get, and if you ever think you'll want it and you can't afford it, I would get it because, I mean, that set's going to be ridiculous in the aftermarket when it retires because it's... I mean, it's so expensive, unobtainable, that it, it's just the way that supply and demand will work. It's going to become stupid expensive in the future. And, and that's so frustrating, but well, that's a different topic for a different podcast. Um, but I think it's a great set, even though I have no emotional attachment to it at all and no understanding of the source material at all. But I, it's a great set.
0: I, I absolutely... Oh my God, Aaron. There is an owl oh. in my backyard right now. I've never seen your house no and I've never seen an owl before in the wild he's on the ground this owl really? is eating it's an owl like an animal okay you didn't get the joke oh oh that was terrible
1: no. this I'm is sorry. so cool I, yeah
0: I have it's an never owl. I've never seen one out like it's it's 4 p.m. it's like still daylight out and and oh my god he's looking right at me he's looking right oh my at gosh he gonna attack Oh, my God. Get River Ready. I'm kind of freaking out. You know what I, 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 I low-key kind of freak out over wildlife. I do you know, some wildlife photography on the side as a hobby, and so seeing that right now, just kind of just in my own backyard, that was amazing. All right, that was that was so on the side. I'm sorry to everybody listening. Since
1: I'm going to throw my own tangent. You want to know what Allen in German is? It's Oila. That's just a fun word to say. <laughs> this, is, this is why you're my co-host. This yeah, is exactly I mean, you know, if you have any German fans, I'm sure
0: they'll appreciate me mispronouncing the heck out of that word. Yeah. Um, all right, so but we've yeah. talked enough about Rivendell. We'll probably talk about it in the future future podcast when I have it on when I when I've reviewed it and we can talk even more about it. Um, and I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if it um, doesn't uh, sell out day one. But yeah, Lego Star Wars. We can just briefly talk about Lego Star Wars. You know, recently we had the um, the helmets get released. What did you What did you think of Rex? Cody uh, and, well, see, and recently boyish. I got I recently boyish? built. I think that's how you pronounce them. it. Bausch. Bausch. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. But yes, boish. I. I am was... yeah, sorry, what did you say? You said Boish. Boyish? Boish. Boish. It's
1: Bausch. B o u s s h. Bausch. I'm sorry. That's just that's condescending to me. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Um, boish. I'm sorry. It, it, it's not a big deal. Uh, Leia's disguise. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Bausch looks kind of odd, but still good enough. And I think of the three, Cody is the clear winner. I know that you you like your Rex, but I think Rex looks kind of goofy. I'm still gonna buy all three because I have all the other helmet sets. So at this point, it's kind of like, you know, they look better with how many with more of them on the shelf, which is a very privileged thing to say, I guess. But I think that they're good. I mean, helmet sets are. There, you know, Jay Jay mentions this a lot that he hates helmet sets, and I I understand why. I understand why they are a uh, not necessarily divisive, but a very much uh, some people don't like them because I I think that you know as much as I like the helmet sets, and I'm sure you do too. I think that the community would be much better serviced if we got like a good play set in place of that at that price point, right? And that's obviously personal preference, personal opinion. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who like the helmet sets, and of course, like I just said, I'm buying it, but. I think that it doesn't feel Lego Star Wars y to me in that sense. And I understand that Lego's transitioning to an adult theme or adult, you know, product line and stuff. But personally, I don't view them as like, you know, top tier sets such as, uh you know, a new UCS
0: set or a new playset or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and, you know, I feel like it's now the fourth wave of Helmet series sets and they've made a lot of the helmets. You know, I'd love to see more Clone Trooper helmets, but I, I would be very surprised if we get more Clone Trooper helmets in the future. But I think we are probably seeing potentially one of the final waves. There might be like one or two more helmets to come after this, I imagine. I really don't see what else they can make. You uh, know, I, like, I, I that, heard that can look good. I heard rumors that maybe there'd be an indoor helmet because it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, and that makes sense. I guess but that like, would be horrible. And, and but... it would look like it would look like the Luke Skywalker red, red five uh, helmet that we got like last year in 22. Um, so, which you, I don't go, know. Go I feel like it's like the buildable figures
1: where if it's a if it's a face or it's meant to have a face, it doesn't translate well. Yeah. I, 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 okay. And I will caveat with a with saying that. The Luke's Red 5 helmet is a pretty good helmet set. But I think that, you know, a closed face helmet is a much better approach, except for the Dark Troop. I don't understand why they made that one. That, that's just an enigma to me. That is such a out-there set to make a helmet. You know, I I don't like it. I'm going to get it because I need to, but that's it. I don't know. I, I think that I, I,
0: I can't if believe it is how the much... the helmet... I can't believe how much the um tie bomber helmet's starting to go up in
1: price. Oh my gosh, it is insane. And you know, i I bought that one in twenty twenty at Legoland Germany for like twenty five euro, I think. I got I had to keep on and stuff. And I have never been happier
0: to buy a random Lego set before. I mean But not it, having to buy that one is just insane. My point being is that the helmet collection is starting to gain value, which I didn't think would happen, not for a long time. Um The Scout and so, Trooper and the Sword Trooper as well. Yeah. It is yeah. it is odd. It, 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 and it, I'm surprised, and so I think, you know, when the when it initially launched those first couple of years, uh, 20, it, yeah, I think it launched 2020, and then 2021, 22, now we're in 23, so four years, um, and I think those initial launches fans were just like, eh, you know, okay. Now that we're starting to see a much more complete collection, now we have clone troopers, um, and we, we've pretty much got a good variety, I feel like, of, of helmets, I think people are starting to see the full value now than maybe they didn't see i i I can even say i didn't fully even see the value in them when they first i did not either i did not see it and i I looked one day the tie fighter helmet was just stupid now now that i have my favorite characters cody and rex as helmets i'm like okay all right well now i'm happy i have all the other helmets because like i kind of want the complete collection now that my characters have been made like you know and so maybe your favorite character is earth vader and and now you're seeing all these helmets together and like oh i do want to collect them all so you know, I think I think Lego like was on to something in the beginning. Maybe it just it, it just needed time. It needed a couple of years for it to really ferment and, and and get get uh acceptance within the community. And I think we're finally at the very potential end of the <laughs> helmet series. Um seeing that is, is I wouldn't be is surprised bi- if it a ends. bigger ad- adoption yeah. of it. Um, I think there might be another wave or maybe yeah. oh my gosh, wow. Maybe we a might, wave or two. We, we, I yeah. don't see I couldn't see more than Longevity. one more wave, probably, unless it was just a bunch. Also, of like troopers. they just
1: seem at retail. I mean, personally, they just seem a little pricey, you know. And, and, no. and that's not a huge deal because I mean, I think no matter where you are in the world, you can get them For the on fact sale. That they you know, don't have many figures. One.
0: Absolutely,
1: exactly. I feel like I understand pieces cost money too, right? And you know, they're seventeen hundred pieces, and it's a relatively fair price to piece ratio. But I feel like a lot of the pieces are kind of colorful, commonly used, you know, one by one type pieces as well. And it's just, uh, I, I don't. Think I ever have or ever will pay retail for the helmet set because it's just not that value isn't there for me, right? And I think that's a problem with a lot of collectors too. um And I'm just guessing here that you know I got seventy dollars. I can walk in the store. I can buy Vader helmet or I can buy not necessarily, but Mando's N one starfighter. And you know, one has what three figures and a decent build, or one has just a build display forever. Yeah. And especially, like for kids, the choice is clear. You know, there, yeah. there's one option, and it's the playset. Which is why I think Jay is onto something when he says, you know, he hates these helmet sets because they do take away slots from playsets. And I, I'm looking forward to, if and when these set these helmet sets stop being produced, to getting a playset taking the spot of the helmet in every
0: wave. Yeah, I think that'd be ideal. Exactly. Um, and you know, we're we're expecting more Lego Star Wars diorama sets in the coming months um hopefully and i think the rumors are pointing to those being 40th anniversary of return of the jedi which makes sense um but i think we'll be lacking one specific let figure the, yeah. let me ask you this aaron if the helmet series goes away in 2024 would you want to see more diorama sets potentially covering the prequels at that point um so or would you just want to see those as pure playset, uh, you know? For, re- for referencing those? back to because Lego does want to make more eighteen plus adult sets. That's why they have the diorama series. That's why they have the UCS. That's why they have the uh, helmet series. They're all targeted towards adults. Right.
1: Referencing back to to Jay again, which I'm not I'm not trying to say I base my opinion off of what Jay says, but he makes good points in that regard. Of like, I see personally he he hates diorama sets too, but. I personally see a much better value and appeal in diorama sets and I think that if they do start coming out with more more of those opposed to helmet sets and you know maybe not play sets that's fine because these sets usually have a figure tie fighter chase is a bad example and that's a bad set I think in general but I think that if we as long as we're getting like a couple good figures and I mean the diorama sets have been relatively good builds the dig hut was a very interesting tedious build but still nonetheless a good build in my opinion i think that's fine and i think that's a a good healthy compromise between you know 18 plus this can appeal to an adult who wants to go to the walmart or lego store and not leave with a colorful box full of explosions and then leave like you know a black sat, not satin a black like neutral tone item instead of a it's toy which i understand that i feel like that's probably the message they are trying to send to these adult fans as you know with these black boxes is you know it's safe for you to buy this in a Walmart, which maybe not, but I feel
0: like <laughs> that's probably what they're leaning towards. I mean, I've you know, I i understand. I, I, I've gone in the Lego aisle and I've seen like adults, maybe it's the dad with his son or maybe it's, you know, someone in college, whoever it might be. I've seen those type of people looking at the Lego sets, specifically looking at the 18 plus, not just Lego Star Wars, but just like all of the sets. You know, Target has a really good display now where they actually combine all the 18 plus sets in like one area. Um, and I, I've gone in that aisle and seen adults, um, look at the sets and like pick them off the shelf and like turn around and like be genuinely interested in, the, and you know, yeah, because it's more socially acceptable to that adult. Right. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's kind of absurd. So I feel like the, the marketing, like... I feel like the marketing is working on, on the Legos part. i right. trying to make, and I've come
1: like... to the point where like when I was a teenager in high school, um, back, Oh, jeez. 2019 was four years ago. Oh, my. Uh, sorry. Back when You're I was old. a teenager in high school. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, when I was a teenager in high school, I was... I mean, I had my dark ages, uh, which sounds absurd to say I had them when I was a teenager, but I had my dark ages right around 7th, 8th, ninth grade, right? I wasn't my school mm-hmm. Lego. 10th grade, kind of got back on to where it, But, you know, being a high schooler, I guess this might be exclusive to where I was, but where I lived, it was very much a... There was no one at my school who had the same interest as me, and it was it was very frustrating and it was very uh, angsty because I mean high school is high school, right? And it was always nerve wracking to go to the local Target that's like two minutes away from my school. Like, am I going to see someone there and they're going to see me leaving with like this box of Unikitty CMFs?
0: Which <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that's a different example because like, why am I buying so many Unikitty CMFs? But twenty five cents a piece, you can't, you can't pass that up, right? But I think that there is definitely a reason that Lego is doing this and I think that it's not necessarily a bad reason but also I don't want every Lego set to become a monotone gray slate
0: right and, and, and let me and, follow that up and, and just say that I think current current day trends I think when me and you were were teenagers I know I got bullied over over the Lego stuff uh, from from people I knew in, in high school or specifically middle school for me but anyhow so I completely get that perspective of of, of like kind of wanting to you know maybe hide the hobby from your friends but I think because of TikTok and you know all the short form content, exposure to Lego as a hobby is is gaining traction, and 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 just general acceptance of nerdy hobbies, not even just Lego, is becoming a bigger thing for teenagers, for young adults to not feel like it's a bad thing. Uh, that, it, that I do the, agree. The, the, and the I social think it, acceptance it, it, is is increasing dramatically, at least from what I've seen. I think it parallels the, um, I don't know if you remember this, back in like 2012
1: when like the world kind of accepted the word nerd and geek to be like endearing rather than insulting. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, like the store like Think Geek came about and that became a very large centralized location of the, you know, the word nerd and geek went from, you know, the most ruthless insult you could hear in high school to a, not cool person, but like, you know, not Ostracized. Uh, right. oh my God, Ostrich sized. Did I just say ostrich sized? <laughs> yeah. Ostracized. <laughs> and I think that that's definitely something that's happened with Lego. Uh yeah. I, I'm gonna say I'm pretty jealous of today's youth who get to experience that because uh, you know I wish I had gone through high school with friends who like Lego because it was kind of kind of crappy. Um. But you know I guess it's part of life and you know you got to move on. You can't be angry about the past in that sense. And and I have plenty of friends now. Of course. I mean all of my friends now like Lego. So it, it's not horrible but I think that Lego has definitely helped in that acceptance of making it more mature I guess because I feel like it's always easier to to, to justify something if it looks the part right and I think that that's what the 18 plus sets are doing for yeah. not'm not just saying high schoolers only I'm saying adults too because you know if you're you know an adult who's like 30 40 I understand the the negative connotation to hanging around a kid's toy aisle and buying a kid's toy right I, I understand that that can be you know, awkward. So I get why Lego's doing it. I understand the need for it. I don't think there should go away, but I don't like the, uh, you know, control a, whether they're seemingly doing where everything is following that trend of black. box. Right. And I know that plenty of people are like, Oh, black box looks super sleek, super nice. It's cool. You know, my friend, this uh, earlier today sent a picture of this like new display he made in his, in his uh, house of like the boxes he decided to keep. And he kept like the, o- some Oh five boxes, some 2012 boxes and stuff like that. And just seeing, like, what set really got me was, like, the 2005 Clone Terrible Titan box. Just seeing yeah. the action-packed nature and just sheer beauty of that box was insane. And to think that we really don't have a box I would call an equivalent to that now. You know, we don't have a, you know, I picked this up in a store as a kid and I'm just, the, you know, or an adult even and beyond excited to go home and build it. I, I, I don't have that anymore. It could be because I have a saturation of LEGO sets and that, that could be a part of it. But I yeah. really feel like you know, Legos become less
0: loud and creative, less loud and fun, right? I, I feel like uh, this is a great this is a great topic. We could probably go on for another hour. This is definitely something we should probably do for a future podcast episode is talking about like box art and just like the feeling of that set. Yeah, I, I I completely know what you're talking about. But we are running out of time. We've gone over, got nine minutes over our hour targeted. Uh, oh my limit. gosh, I didn't even notice. F- that. I know, I know. We've we've recorded so much. Um, you know, when we started talking about Lego, it just it goes on and on. Um, so next week we'll probably pick up on some of the topics we wanted to talk about today, like uh, most recently Atlanta BrickCon was uh, re- very recently, but we just talk about Lego conventions in general. So that is uh, something we want to do uh, on episode two. So uh, Aaron, any any closing thoughts? And and also just to kind of uh, go and in, end in, in what you were talking about about you know acceptance, I guess, of of being able to buy Lego like sets at an older age. At the end of the day. I, I just want to tell everybody just do what makes you happy you like if if going out and buying that like i said is going to make you happy then i see no reason why anyone should stop you from your own happiness and and that is my advice to you
1: and i think that's 100 percent correct but then you know brains don't work that way and that, that
0: that's the crappy part they're, of humanity, they're not right? they're not your friends if they can't accept that something makes you happy um I, like I like I a lego I set i agree yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get into this more in the future because I, I definitely have some nice opinions about this that I think will be uh, well s- thought out and well spoken from you as well. Uh, yeah. I don't think we disagree on this necessarily, but yeah. Well, uh, yeah, closing remarks, I just think that, uh, I mean, I hope I did well for my first ever... Uh, I think you did well. ...speaking of, well, I mean, I'm sure you're, you would say that. But in other words, I'm excited to see where this goes, if it goes somewhere. If you guys have name suggestions that are better than Brick's cast, if you don't like that name, uh, be sure to let us know. Yeah, also, absolutely. Uh, if you have ideas for episodes or something like that, you know, we should let us know. We already have a good slate of guests that we're going to try getting on for the first few episodes. A- and and Dave and I are not fully sure what format we want to do. I think we already agreed on an hour long episodes, which has already been a lie for this episode. So sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, exactly. But I think we're going to try shooting for about an hour and then... You know, once a week, and we're going to try doing that. I think I think we said Friday, right? Fridays is
0: when they when they'll get released uh, is our targeted dates. though? I don't know when this first episode yeah, and will come out. Everything's subject but... to
1: change. If you have an idea or you're, you're a frequent listener of podcasts, you know, be sure to uh, either uh, comment on this video or shoot me or David a DM on Instagram. I'm more likely to read it. No offense, David. I yeah, and we, we should be posting this.
0: We should be posting this on like Apple Podcasts or whatever the major podcast things are. And so give us, give us a rating, give us you know a like or whatever. Um, let us you know. And we, know we genuinely your hear criticism. If you have an issue with it, if you have something you don't like, if you have yeah. a,
1: a a genuine concern, you know, please don't be hesitant to tell us. Yep. We will. We want to change it. We want to make it better. We want to survive. We know that the common trope nowadays is, "Oh my God, dude, we got to start a podcast," and we we're trying to not be that. You know, we're not trying to be the, uh, we should start a band of this decade, which is exactly what this is. Yeah. And I think somebody commented on the Twitter post you made about, oh, should I start a podcast? I just thought that was funny. It was uh, so funny. Yeah. I, other than that, well, I'm excited to continue doing this. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Aaron. We'll be back, uh, hopefully, if this goes well. We'll be back for episode yeah. two next week. So hope everybody has a fun and safe week and enjoy that Lego building. Until then. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah.
1: Have a good night see y'all later hey guys i uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our uh editor uh, his name is oscar he is the owner of a bricklink store called mr bricktastic he sells a bunch of lego stars minifigure parts in addition to just lego pieces in general and complete lego Stars figures so if you guys want to uh appreciate it if you check them out check out our store in the link down below